step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, hello everyone. This is Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. This is a special program entitled Hurricane Harvey, Why Does God Allow Hurricanes? And I've had some technical issues uh, this evening, so hopefully this program will be okay. And so I want to start out with Job chapter 37, verse 11 to 13. This is in the CEV version. Rain clouds filled with lightning appear at God's command, traveling across the sky to release their cargo, sometimes as punishment for sin, sometimes as kindness. And so that scripture should be very descriptive in describing (laughs) why God allows hurricanes. Here's another scripture, Job 36, verse 29 to 32. This is in the New American Standard Bible version of the Bible. Can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thundering of his pavilion? Behold, he spreads his lightning about him, and he covers the depths of the sea. For by these he judges peoples. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. And so so these two scriptures should really help us to understand why God allows hurricanes. Now, let me quote this other scripture. It kind of explains to you why God does allow certain weather disturbances and and other disturbances to get us to change, to become better people, to collectively and individually repent. Amos chapter 4, verses 6 to 11, But in all your towns I have kept food from your teeth, and in all your places there has been need of bread, there has been need of bread, and still you have not come back to me, says the master, kept back the rain from you, when it was still three months before the grain cutting, I sent rain on one town and kept it back from another. One part was rained on, and the part where there was no rain became a waste. So two or three towns went wandering to one town looking for water, 
and did not get enough, and still you have not come back to me, says the master. I have sent destruction on your fields by burning and disease, the increase of your gardens and your vine gardens, your fig trees and your olive trees has been food for worms, and still you have not come back to me, says the master. I have sent disease among you as it was in Egypt. I have put your young men to the sword and have taken away your horses. I have made the evil smell from your tents come up to your noses, and still you have not come back to me, says the master. And I have sent destruction among you, as when God sent destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah, and you were like a burning stick pulled out of the fire, and still you have not come back to me, says the master. So it should be pretty clear of why God punishes or allows weather disturbances or other type of disturbances to get us to change, to get us to repent, to come back, to change our minds. This is found in Amos chapter 4, verses 6 to 11. And here's another scripture that I want to quote. It's in Amos chapter 8. Amos chapter 8. Amos chapter 8. Starting in verse 1. Thus says the Master, or thus has the Master God showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. In verse 2 of Amos chapter 8, and he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Master unto me, the end is come upon my people Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. So, Israel, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have time to go into this. Uh, you can get my free book, uh, HowGodCalls.com, to get further information about who Israel is. But Israel consists today of the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries in northwestern Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, and, of course, anyone that believes in Yeshua Messiah as being Messiah or the Christ, they get grafted in to the Commonwealth of Israel. But for more information about that, go to www.britam.org. Before I speak uh, further, let's pray. Eternal Father, please allow me to speak the words you want me to speak and help me to use the scriptures to, to prove that uh, you do use hurricanes for blessings or storms for blessings, and also you use them to punish as well. And so please be with the people right now that are struggling because of Hurricane Harvey. Help them to reflect why you are allowing this and, and help them to be moved to repent and, and to seek you and your will. And that includes everybody in the state of Texas and, and everybody in America. I ask all this all in your grace, Son, Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. All right, so in Amos 8, verse 2, it says, And he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, A basket of summer fruit. Now, you gather summer fruit in the fall, and that is when the fall holy days happen that are listed in Leviticus chapter 23. Those fall holy days, they represent the second return of Jesus Christ or Yeshua Messiah. And so anyway, Amos 8, verse 2, and he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. 
Then said the master unto me, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. So right now, currently, he's overlooking all the sins, and he's not punishing us based on uh, what we really deserve. Verse 3, And the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, says the master. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Now, this happened in the past, but it certainly will happen in the future because prophecy tends to be dual a lot of times. In verse 4 of Amos chapter 8, Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail. Now, a lot of people don't think that the United States wouldn't fit this category, but I have proof, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, since uh, he does send destruction because of uh, our sins, and he did somewhat compare it to Sodom and Gomorrah, let's look at and find out what the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah are. And a lot of people, they assume that uh, it's just homosexuality, but it's much more than that, ladies and gentlemen. Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 49 to 50, in the Amplified Version of the Bible, states this, Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom, pride, overabundance of food, prosperous ease and idleness were hers and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy, and they were haughty and committed abominable offenses before me, which, of course, includes homosexuality and pornography and everything else. Therefore, I removed them when I saw it, and I saw fit. All right? So that those are the sins of Sodom. The uh, sin I want to focus on here is the failure to strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Currently, we have about 15 million children that are poor, in the United States. You can get this information by going to www.n as in Nancy, c as in cat, c as in cat, p as in Paul, dot org forward slash topics, T-O-P-I-C-S, slash or forward slash child poverty dot HTML. That's www.n as in Nancy, c as in cat, c as in cat, p as in Paul, dot org forward slash topics, T as in Tom, O-P-I-C-S, forward slash child poverty, period, HTML. We have a significant portion of the population in America that don't have enough food to eat. You can prove this by going to www.feedingamerica.org. That's www.feedingamerica.org, forward slash hunger, dash, N, dash, America. If you want more information about how there is a big gap between the rich and the poor in this country, go to stateofworkingamerica.org, and then uh, you can actually search this on Google, stateofworkingamerica.org, fact sheets and equality facts. Unfortunately, we allow 2,400 to 3,000 abortions every day in the United States. This is certainly shedding innocent blood based on Isaiah chapter 59 verse 3 and verse 7. So ladies and gentlemen, we don't really care for the poor like we should. There's no excuse whatsoever that one person who wants to work in this country should have to struggle to get meals. But unfortunately, that's the way it is in this country. And so we aren't as righteous as we think. And I know that God allows weather disturbances like Hurricane Harvey to get us to think about him. 
Uh, Proverbs chapter 1 sheds light on this. Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 22. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 22, states the following. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Verse 23, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So this is a very critical scripture because if we don't want to be corrected, which God calls us stupid if we don't, that's found in Proverbs 12, verse 1, if we don't accept correction, we're brutish or stupid, then he will not make his words, the Bible, known to us. And, And that word known in Hebrew is yada, and it means to perceive, to discern, to experience to consider, to, to really understand. So it has a lot to do with our obedience. In Acts 5, verse 32, in the uh, New Testament, states that he gives his spirit to those who obey him. Verse 24 of Proverbs chapter 1, Because I have called and you have refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regardeth. Verse 25, But you have set at naught all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. In other words, I don't want anything to do with being corrected by him. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes, when your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, as a hurricane. When distress and anguish come upon you, in verse 28, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. And I experience... Uh, hurricanes in the past in this country and when things like this happen that's when people call out to God that's when people call out to God but he doesn't want us calling out to him just just only when we're in trouble he wants us to, to seek him even when we're not in trouble verse 29 of Proverbs chapter 1 for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the master verse 30 they with none of my counsel they despise all my reproof Verse 31 of Proverbs chapter 1, Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Verse 32, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Verse 33, But whosoever hearken unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And so that's a very significant passage of Scripture to help you understand why God would allow uh, hurricanes, and uh, he's describing in detail what he does. And Jeremiah chapter 23 is another scripture here to understand why he allows hurricanes. Right here. Jeremiah 23, verse 19, Behold, a hurricane of the Lord, or whirlwind, is gone forth in fury, when a grievous, even a grievous whirlwind, or a grievous hurricane. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Verse 20, The anger of the master shall not return until he has executed, until he has performed the thoughts of his heart in their latter days, in the days before the coming of the Messiah. The days we're living in today, you shall understand or consider it perfectly. And so this is interesting that this is in the context of end times, 
hurricanes and weather disturbances. And so the answers to the reason why God allows these things is in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. We just have to to do our research and blow the dust off of it and then study it. And then I remember I heard a very popular minister, he didn't even know the answer to this question, Isaiah 59, verse 1 to 4. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your Yodhevahe, or God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversion. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. That means the majority. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, not walk to evil. Their feet run to evil. And they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of shalom or peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. This is found in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 to 4 and 6 to 8. Now, this is a very uh, descriptive uh, scripture, ladies and gentlemen. Isaiah 45, verse 7 and Another scripture that shed lights on this, Amos 3, verse 6. I am the master, and there is no other. I form the light. I create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. If there's calamity in a city, will not the master have done it? So this is in Isaiah 45, verse 7, Amos 3, verse 6. And Isaiah 29, verse 68 states the following. I'm going to read the first part of that. It says, You will be punished by the master of hosts with thunder and earthquake, and great noise with storm and tempest, tempest meaning hurricanes, and the flame of devouring fire. And it talks about, well, I'll read the rest of it, the multitude of all the nations who fight against Ariel, Jerusalem, even all who fight against her and her fortress and distress her, shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall be as when a, a hungry man dreams, and look, he eats, but he awakes, and his soul is still empty, or as when a thirsty man dreams, and look, he drinks, but he awakes, and indeed he is faint, and his soul still craves. So the multitude of all nations shall shall be who fight against Mount Zion, Jerusalem. It's Isaiah 29, verse 6 to 8. Even though this is focusing on all the other nations, it this, this scripture, again, tells you that God can punish you by weather disturbances, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And so that's very important for you to understand. And then later on, in the future, God states this, Isaiah 13, verse 11 to 13, I will punish the world for his evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold, a man more than a golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens, and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the master of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11 to 13, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to understand that punishes every human being that he loves, and he loves all human beings. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 reveals the following. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, it states, For whom the Lord loves, he corrects and scourges every son whom he receives. And Hebrews 
chapter 12, verse 6, part of love involves correction, ladies and gentlemen. Part of love involves correction, and we must be willing to be corrected at times. And he uses the weather to do that at times. And he also uses the weather to bless us. And so it can be used for either situation. And so I hope I've answered the question of why he allows these type of uh, disturbances to get our attention, to get us back on track, to help us to put the Bible first in our lives and to help us to understand that without his instructions, we are lost. We don't know the right way. And so we need to be praying that President Trump, we need to be praying that other leaders of this country they repent or they are inspired to repent when things like Hurricane Harvey occurs. Because this is what the prophet Jeremiah states in Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 7. At what instance I shall speak concerning a goy or a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. Verse 8, if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. So that's very important uh, to understand that, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important that you understand that. And there's uh, another scripture that I can quote here, Ezekiel, I think, chapter 14. Um where he talks about, there we go, Ezekiel 14, verse 12. This gives you an idea of how God punishes nations and individuals. The word of the master came again unto me, saying, Son of man, when the land sins against me by, and this uh, word means eretz, and it can mean the earth, or a particular part of the earth. Son of man, when the eretz or land or the earth or a particular part of the earth sins against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and will break the staff of bread, that's the ability to take care of yourself, and will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from it. And then here's here's a key verse here in Ezekiel 14, verse 14. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, says the Master. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, that they spoil, spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beasts. And verse 16, though these three men were in it, as I live, says the master, Yah, or God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, they only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon that land, or a war, and say, war, go through the land, so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men be in it, as I live, says the Master, God, they shall deliver neither sons nor their daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. Verse 19 of Ezekiel 14, Oh, if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Master, God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness, for 
Thus says the Master God, how much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, and Jerusalem being an example, this can apply also to other parts of the world, the sword and the famine and the noisome beast and the pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. Okay, so this is how he punishes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you have to throw in the hurricane equation along with that because I've proved it through the scriptures that that's how he punishes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be praying. Oh, let me go back to Amos here. I'm running out of time here, but I wanted to show you something here in Amos chapter 8. I went to the poverty section and then um, and then in verse 6, let's go to Amos 8, verse 6, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes and sell the refuse of the wheat. And then verse 7 of Amos chapter 8, the Lord has sworn by the excellency of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their works. Jacob is was named Israel and is talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 8. Shall not the land tremble for this, and every one mourn that dwelleth therein? And it shall rise up holy as a flood, and it shall be cast out and drowned as by the flood of Egypt. Isn't that something? He's talking about a flooding. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Master, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in a clear day. And so he talks about bad news here, but I think that's very interesting that he's talking about a flood. And these hurricanes, the damage that is really caused is not the wind, it's the flooding. And so I think this is another sign that that the United States and, and the Western nations in particular are certainly a part of Israel. So I just thought I would, I've studied this a while, and I don't think I've ever really talked about it on Blog Talk Radio before. But this program will be unique, and I hope this time that it records correctly. So uh, I can get it uploaded and because I re- really think that people need to be educated about hurricanes and why God allows hurricanes. All right, so this nation needs to repent. And in closing, I would like to read something from this marvelous book. It's called America's God and Country, the Encyclopedia of Quotations by William J. Federer on page 528, it has something that President Ronald Reagan um, was very influential in creating. And he states here, uh, this is the resolution about 1883 being the National Year of the Bible. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. It says, Where is the Bible? The Word of God has made a unique contribution in shaping the United States as a distinctive and blessed nation and people. Whereas deeply held religious convictions springing from the Holy Scriptures led to the early settlement of our nation. Whereas biblical teachings inspire concepts of civil government that are contained in our Declaration of Independence and Constitution of the United States. Whereas many of our great national leaders, among them Presidents Washington, Jackson, Lincoln and Wilson paid tribute to the surpassing influence of the Bible in our country's development, as in the words of President Jackson, that the Bible is the rock on which our republic rests. Whereas the history of our nation clearly illustrates the value of voluntarily applying the teachings of the scriptures in the lives of individuals, families, and societies. 
whereas this nation now faces great challenges that will test this nation as it has never been tested before. And whereas that renewing our knowledge of and faith in God through the Holy Scripture can strengthen us as a nation and a people. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled that the President is authorized and requested to designate 1983. I'm going to go ahead and put 2017. And I just hope that Donald Trump does this as a national year of the Bible in recognition of both the formative influence the Bible has been for our nation and our national need to study and apply the teachings of the Holy Scriptures. I agree with Ronald Reagan. He approved this uh, October 4th, 1982. And ladies and gentlemen, this is prophetic, what he said. We are at a very critical time in the history of this country. We need to pray for this nation so that we won't get more hurricanes like Harvey and we won't get further destruction. And if we do get further destruction, we need to pray that our people collectively repent and and return back to the Bible and do what Ronald Reagan states in his declaration. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, may Yah bless and keep you, and please pray for the people in Texas and help them to get over this, this trial that they're going through right now. So may Yah bless and keep you, and Yah willing, I'll be available to you tomorrow. Shalom. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.